You're listening to Radio Lounge, the show where we bring you value talking to creative entrepreneurs about topics that matter to you the most. This podcast was recorded in front of a live audience at Lounge 4284, the space for web content creators and creative people. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Radio Lounge. My name is Patrick. I'll be the host for tonight. And tonight, uh, we're having a special debut, a special season debut, because I'm joined by so many people. So this will be a a very big podcast, and we're also going to have... uh, It might be bilingual, so stay tuned. C'est pour tout le monde, so... Let's start. So tonight, uh, it's all about um, finding ways of getting unstuck. So we may have a project, we may want to start a project, uh, but you know we always hit that kind of wall where we don't know what's the next step, we don't know where to go. And to help us tonight, uh, we have a special guest. Our our, our expert uh, for tonight is a success coach. She is also the author and also the community leader behind the the group bossing up so uh you probably heard this person before as she's been part of our podcast but if you're new here here's a proper introduction so we're here with samantha chris hello (laughs) i would like this kind of intro everywhere i go yeah (laughs) 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 i love it we carry that fan base, we follow you, and we do that all the time. I, that, that yeah. would pay good money for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Samantha, for our, all our new listeners and everyone who's new tonight here, maybe you can give a short introduction of who you are and what you do. Sure. So, I'm a success coach. I'm an author. I'm a speaker. I wear many hats, but ultimately, I help people and businesses get unstuck. So, very much the theme of tonight's event. So, you know where you want to be and you know where you're at today and there's probably some discrepancy it's really about connecting those dots helping you understand what is it that what skills do you already have what are things that are perhaps just outside your line of vision that you can really tap into to get to that next level and gosh it's it's a real fun fun job i get to work with so many cool people and so many cool projects and get to do fun stuff like this amazing yeah yeah yeah. samantha's great really like check check her out Check out Bossing Up. It's all over Facebook and has an amazing community of almost 4,000 people, if not already 4,000 people who are part of it. And uh, yeah, it's an amazing, helpful community. And tonight, to get our conversation started, uh, so what, how we probably proceeding tonight is we picked um, someone to, um, who's going to he- be here to share their story and, and to see how we can help that person. So tonight, uh, you can say kind of like case study in a way, is uh, Tiffany Wu. And Tiffany, uh, why don't you uh, introduce yourself and tell us, like, what is it that you, you're trying to do or, or you, you have been going on? Um, so I've been working in the fast food industry for 16 years. And um, I actually was an intern I, uh, last year with Patrick for uh, What's Up Montreal. And it opened up my mind a lot about social media. I'm the type of person that loves to cook, loves to eat out. So if you guys ever find my Instagram, be like, my God, where, where is she eating? Um, so it's just, uh, it started off from there and I got to have a lot of hands-on training with Patrick and I just want to develop that more further. And I kind of hit to the point that I kind of would like to change a bit of the field, stay in the food industry, but not in fast food. If anyone has worked in the fast food, you 
are a very strong-willed person. Mm -hmm. And after many years, I've considered to make a change now. Mm -hmm. So you talked about you want to stay in the food industry. Right. But just to be clear, so you want to have a transition to working in food to now uh, working with food but with I guess social media is that is that where you're headed yeah more with social media so I did own um, a catering company last year it just didn't work and you know sometimes when you hit that wall there's a lot of people that go you know it's not just that one focus that you're driven there's always more opportunities that will come up and like sometimes when you're stuck in that mindset like but this is what I really wanted to do you need to figure out like okay you know what take that step back and figure that out so there's many things that has happened in a year that i'm like you know what i think it's time for me to press that reset button and find that drive again that that gave me that niche to be like this is what i actually want to do so so i'm out in the open community here for advice um for help and suggestions So where do you, like, what's the, I guess you're here to find out what's the next step and stuff. Right. So what is it, like, maybe maybe there are some, we talked about this in the past with Samantha, that maybe, like, your the things that are stopping you. Like, what would you, do you, have you been able to identify some things that have been stopping you? Um, maybe it's, like, my, my self-doubt. Like, a lot of people tell me, like, oh, but you could do this. We could see that in you. And I'm just like, okay, maybe this is starting to get overwhelming because it's like, it's great. Everyone's giving positive to me, but it's also for me to be like, can I actually manage this? And how do I manage this? You know, of course, financially, how am I going to be fine? If, if let's say if I have a full-time job, how do I balance that? It's a lot of micromanaging. Mm-hmm. Okay, so can I jump in? Yes. Cool. You're the boss. Oh, gosh, no, I don't, I don't like that term. I like bossing up, but I don't like being the boss. Um, so one of the success stoppers that Patrick and I talked about, first and foremost, is not knowing what you want. So it's easy to feel overwhelmed if you don't know where to start. And so if you were to, let's talk present, let's put this in the universe so that it can give to you. What is your ideal state? Even if it's super far-fetched right now, answer the question, I am fill in the blank with your ideal title or business oh. so I am I or I own a company that or I am doing XYZ well I am in a management role so it's something that I like and it's something that I would like to flourish towards something with management I like planning I like coordinating things like that. so not I like okay your, your I, future self okay. this business that you want to build for yourself what is it and, and bring it to reality by saying I am or I am doing uh, I am planning on doing food events so not planning I am doing food events. I am doing food events <laughs> okay so how do you want to incorporate social media into that how does that fit into your picture um, well one to still work with my social media my Instagram I do have quite a bit of followers that like where I am going or what I'm cooking, especially what I'm cooking, people get really interested because especially if people are students and they want to work on a budget. So I do go to certain places where I'm able to blog about that to be like, hey, I went there and I spent $13 and I managed to make five meals. So people do like that. Okay. And so food events, do you want to 
curate them and, and do like raising tables? Do you want to bring people together over a collective experience? What does the food event look like? I would like to bring people together. So I am uh, a talker. Like I do, I am sociable and um, just the discussions with people about food, like where, where, where we'll be eating. For example, people will be like, oh, so what do you recommend? Or, you know, and I'm able to, when we go, when I go out with friends, we go out to eat, for example, uh, all you can eat sushi. I know what everyone likes to eat, so I'll order that for everyone in there. It's just that atmosphere of being together. Okay, and would you bring them together at restaurants, or do you want to be the one to cook the food, or they would share turns? Well, um, first start off with events, and then eventually cook down that line. Um, Because mine is just basic recipes, but people love it. But I would like to go to other restaurants and show people where I like to go eat. So it's really a social component to what it is that you want to build. Okay. And what do you have... Who is your audience today? Who's following you? Um, So foodies, and also I do product reviews on the side as well. So if a company comes to me, I also do that. So, but mostly my large audience is foodies. In Montreal? Uh, in Montreal and uh, in the States and some in the UK. Okay. And how engaged are they? Uh, very engaged. So some I have plans of collaborations with that, again, just takes time for me to figure out because I have a full-time job. So for me, it's just to balance it. Okay. So... What's stopping you from putting together just like a a test group to kind of say, hey guys, we're going here, have them buy tickets, have a set menu? Um, I think it's uh, actually talking to restaurants, so I need to start working on that um, in order to be like, hey, if I'm able to do that, and also uh, discuss with some of my followers on Instagram, be like, would you be interested in going to, to come with me to this event that I'm hosting? Testing the waters, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to, a little bit of a, of a shameless plug, but something I find so helpful is the real goal methodology, which is mm-hmm. my goal setting methodology. So A, defining a business that resonates. So it's one thing to say, I'm a foodie, I love food, but how would this vision truly complement your kind of core values as a person? And you don't have to answer me now, but just to think about, right? And if you see that actually it's really just a hobby and I kind of love just posting what I'm eating and where I'm eating. Mm -hmm. Um, It may not necessarily be a a viable business idea because it may be profitable, but you'll eventually lose steam or start to resent it if it doesn't resonate. Right. Think about how it empowers you, but also how it will empower your attendees. So empower being the E in real goals. Um, And make that part of the description of the event. As you're starting to put feelers out, you know, speaking to what they love most about following you and your vision and getting them to buy into not just attending a dinner party, but something, a social movement, mm-hmm. something that is really, you know, align that with your, with your vision. Actionable, so you've already, you know, started thinking about reaching out to, to your followers, see what they like, reaching out to the restaurant, start trying to think about what other ducks do you need to get in a row to bring this to life. Doesn't it have to be your business initially, but this initial gathering so that um, you take kind of the, the fear out of what to do next or, oh gosh, I'm so overwhelmed because you've already put some thought mm-hmm. into next steps. 
and then think about L, which is the lucrative. So resonant, empowering, actionable, lucrative. What's in it for you? It may not be monetarily lucrative, the first event, getting a business off the ground. You may not, you may break even if you're lucky. Um, but think about what's in it for you. And if that's quality time with good people, if that's expanding your network, it doesn't have to be money, but there needs to be something that fills your cup because you can't just be giving so that other people have incredible food experiences and you're thinking, wow, it took me 40 hours to put this event together and no one even said thank you, <laughs> you know? So think about what you stand to gain. Um, and then it's, everything kind of starts to, to take shape and you start to realize quickly if, you, if it doesn't resonate, it's not worth your time and energy. If it doesn't empower you or the people who you're hoping to reach, what's the purpose of it? And if you can't, if you're stuck at action items and really breaking it down into smaller pieces, ask for help. You may not have the, all the answers and that's okay. Nobody does when they're first starting, but you're supported by an excellent community mm -hmm. who may not have done what you're doing, but can say, I know a restaurant owner. I know a few people who would love to come to this dinner who really start to not make it so scary. Right. And yeah, don't forget about yourself in the process. Mm -hmm. Babe, does that help? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I, I know we've mentioned this many times where you, you talk about like what's in it for you and usually we tend to like forget ourselves in, in the process and we end up like again doing the, all these amazing things but again uh, it's maybe like no one knew it was us who did it or um, let's say there was no financial involvement or anything so there's nothing coming back to us so it could be very tough. Is, does anyone here ever feel like that? Like, have you ever been in that situation where you've put in together something whether you, you gave a service you helped someone or you did whatever it was in your project that you did but uh, you, you still don't know like why you're kind of doing it do you, do you like does anyone feel like that like does yeah. everyone know why they're doing what they're doing no I, I don't know why I'm doing that that was the uh, that was the issue I was having uh, a lot of trouble with uh, I was accomplishing the, the task very well I had uh, people paying not paying I was achieving. I was uh, holding my side of the bargain. The clients weren't. I wasn't getting paid in the end. Uh, although that, you know, their business was successful because of the work that I did. Uh, but I just kept on trucking. I don't know why. Uh, I had a passion for it, but uh, I, I don't know if I'm doing something wrong somewhere. Um, the why is very important too. I mean, but before you go to the why, I'd say what is the problem you're wanting to fix. That's one way to start building a project. This question. And just like try to think, do you know, do you have any idea what is what is it that you're trying to solve? Um, so one, <clears throat> I uh, decided to change jobs now, so that's one thing I let go because it wasn't working to what it is. Um, I would work overnight, so it doesn't. I don't mean personally. I, in terms of what you're building or what you're wanting to create, mm -hmm. that creation, it's right here. Okay? okay, what problem is this creation solving? It's taking that jump that I'm feeling personally, personally is yes. taking that jump as well to be like, okay, what if I fail? What if I succeed? And that's like, I think that's like the most problem is like taking that jump to be like, will this work? And, and I think the question is yeah. your business mm -hmm. as a food event service, what pain point is that solving for? Why would people say, oh, this is what I've been missing in my life? Yeah. yeah, and you may not have the answer now, but that's yeah. what she's encouraging you to so think about. That's the number one. And when you mm -hmm. figure that out, then you then you go up one level. Okay. And you go and you ask yourself why. 
So it might be financial, but if you want something to succeed, it has to be a bigger why than that. Mm -hmm. Because if the why is big enough, then you will figure out the how and the what and the who and the where and all the other things will trickle down. But the most important thing is to really figure out what problem you're solving and then really going up the level and then going mm -hmm. why. Because A, Y, Z. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. What would it be, though, now that you've got clarity from Sam? Like, do you have any idea, like, what pinpoints? Because we're here to help you. And right. Hopefully, you want you to leave here with, with a solution, not just questions, because you're here to get clarity. So what it is, do you think? And there's no wrong answer. We're here brainstorming. No one's judging. Right. Everyone's here to, to help. But what do you feel is something that, that you're fixing by creating what you're creating? Um. You were mentioning earlier something about students wanting to, you know, prepare meals for themselves at a lower cost but still eat healthy. Right. Is that where you were going from or is there is it something completely different? I'm just going there to give you an example. Well, there's like multiple paths, right? So like so that's also one idea is to pick one. Which one would it be? Um I think it'd be more because I was talking with Patrick, it'd be food events right now I would like to focus on. What are these events? What, what is the pinpoint that these events are resolving? I think uh, I may, because from what I gathered is that, you, you, first of all, you like to be a hostess. Right. And you like to host events, so that's number one. Number two, you're uh, trying to introduce different restaurants to, different, to a lot of people. I know that I like to stick to my main restaurants because I know the food there. And the only way that I will go to another restaurant is if a friend brings me there. So by creating your community, you're actually helping people try new restaurants. While uh, because you know the place, the restaurant that you're taking them to, you have a whole story that you can tell behind it and you know the food. And if you know what kind of food they like, you could say, you know, you, you like this kind of food? Well, this restaurant has something very similar to you. And I think that person will be like, oh, you know, I have never went there. I've always wanted to. But now that you know, you're inviting us there, we can do that. And uh, I know that in the food industry, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, restaurants that say, you know, if you bring in a group, I'll give you a percentage. So that could be your money-making uh, approach, where you go up to restaurants and say, I would like to know if I, I, I'm, a, I'm a foodie. I like food. I, I want to taste your food. I want to introduce your restaurant and your food to a lot of people. Is there a possibility of having a, a set menu or an open menu? And whatever comes up the most. Exactly. Mm -hmm. To savor different things for different items. Yeah. And, you know, uh, you can you can tell the restaurant owner it's a great way for you to try uh, new recipes. And, you know, I'll, I'll get the feedback from people and whatnot. And I can see restaurateurs being interested because... They're always looking for a way to bring people to their restaurant. Now, if you want to take that uh, level um, higher, you can also teach people how to make this type of food. Because um, even though people know how to make food, they, they still want to save that time and go to a restaurant and just have it made so that they can focus on something else. But there's always going to be that one or two person who's going to say, you know what? I would like to make that at home because I can't afford to go to that restaurant and all but the time. You're seeing different pain points. There's pain point of, I want to explore new restaurants and I don't trust anything unless it's referred. Yes. There's, I'm on a budget, so I want to explore good restaurants on a dime. 
there's, you know, there, these my are the pain points that she's... More visibility, you right. clients, so more walk-ins, yeah. And so by having that identified, to Pamela's point, you're able to market to your ideal audience because you can't be all things to all people. Right. So if you want to help students um, explore or discover restaurants or people who are on a budget explore restaurants, that they can have amazing food for not astronomical prices, then you know you're targeting to people on a budget as opposed to people who are tourists, for example, who have a higher budget, who are willing to eat anywhere. Mm -hmm. Your marketing and your message is going to be very different. And how it fills your cup is going to be different if you don't have that mm -hmm. identified. So I think that's a really important yeah. first yeah. step. And then you go, why? Why is this important to you that those students... How does it resonate? Why yeah. does it resonate? Yeah, yeah. Why, why is it so important that these students get you know, to eat in cool places at a reasonable price? How does that fit within your story? If it's very well, because I'm the type that, with my backstory, that I had to learn how to make a budget while living alone, uh, going to school, and like going, okay, what can I go, where can I go to get my food, and how do I make it nutritious? Not just like, oh, I'm going to eat potato chips. So now you have so, your pinpoints, you have mm -hmm. your why. After that, the rest is just... Strategy. <laughs> <laughs> Easy peasy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one part. Yeah. Well, uh, you touched upon a point. You talked about the fear. And that's something, uh, Sam, you talk very often. The, the fear of failing, but also the fear of, of succeeding. Anyone in the room ever feels that they have a fear of launching something? because, Or, or if you're in a project, that a fear of doing something new because maybe you don't, you're going to be overwhelmed knowing how to count for that success? Or... Or maybe you feel uh, you just feel afraid because like you're like oh probably no one's gonna like it and you have that mindset. Does anyone here ever felt like that ever? Yes. I'm afraid of Facebook Lives. But this is not about me. <laughs> That'll be another working group. Danny, you you're afraid? Um, pretty much kind of because <laughs> I do have like some successful in uh, hobbies that I do online. Uh, a very, I run a very successful uh, satirist uh, website. Um, however, I do have side projects that I love doing. I love doing digital art. I'd say one of my biggest fears is, I guess, presenting it to the world. Kind of thing. In fear that, you know, something that I work, like, put so much work into and passion might fall flat. Mm -hmm. What's the worst that can happen? What's the best that can happen? It's falling flatter in, in your house alone, or in your mind alone. If even one set of eyeballs or ears or whatever your art, whatever your art of choice is on it, I mean, there's the potential for, hey, did you see this? Have you heard this? Did you check this out? I've discovered this really cool guy. He does something I've never seen before. That can't happen if you're keeping it under, under wraps. But I think also, like, one of my issues is that I'm, like, when I, like, do, like, a lot of my writing work, uh, I feel like I don't have any issue. I, mean, I can remain anonymous. I can write pieces that are very, you know, uh, funny and outrageous. But like, I, I think one of my main issues, even like in real life, is because I'm really, really shy and uh, trying to take like my personal work and try bringing it out is, you know, I guess one of my biggest struggles. Well, well, you, you can remain anonymous. I mean, I, I know some content creators who have like their main projects and stuff and other stuff that no one knows it's them unless they, they will come and tell you. So like there's a lot of artists who keep it to themselves and no one knows who they ever are and then 
you know they, they make it and, and that's fine and even even like um, when we talk about like let's say how do you monetize something that no one knows it's you you know there's some people who have like there's multiple ways now with the internet like for some Patreon for, that's one of them that no one has to know who you are and you're still getting paid and it's very anonymous because like the, the relationship of, of the finances financials is between you and Patreon and not with the public so there's there's multiple ways and I know I know what you mean about uh, like how, what does it mean to like launch something new and how people f uh, will go because we spoke about this Mimi if you want to join in the conversation we spoke about this with you remember we talked about um having unique hobbies and launching them and like seeing what that will happen. Maybe you want to shed some light on what we spoke with? Kind of going for it and not having fear of it failing. Uh, I've always been somebody who hasn't had a fear of something failing. And even if it does, I don't really care. <laughs> I just like, I, I don't mind like putting something out there and like if it fails, like, I mean, maybe it's because of nobody saw it. Like, social media has so much uh, content out there. So, I mean, like, yes, you can be afraid of uh, something failing, but also you got to realize there's millions of other people putting things out there that might also, like, just get as much response to it as you are getting something to say sometimes. Well, I don't want to put you in the spot, but maybe maybe <laughs> if, if you don't mind uh, sharing maybe what, what you do and, like, what, where that, what, what, like, what are the opportunities you got from that, basically? Okay, so I take photos of American Girl dolls. Um, they're really nice folks. <laughs> yeah. um, she was on TV. Yeah. I was on TV. <laughs> I, several TV. Yes, lots of TV. <laughs> yeah. I was um, featured in the um, Metro News uh, West Island in the newspaper. Uh, I did photo shoot in uh, Old Montreal, and we tweeted it. My mom and I tweeted it to um, Tourism Montreal on Twitter, and they have over 100,000 followers who retweeted it, and uh, the Metro News picked it up. And then from there, I was referenced to CBC, who I had an article uh, featuring uh, in uh, on their website. And then I had a, a CJD uh, interview me uh, about the hobby. And then others also, City News Montreal, who also uh, featured me on TV, and that was the TV article that I had. Uh, so yeah, I'm somebody who just like kind of throws things out there and doesn't have much fear of it failing. Even I've had projects that have failed. I've had haters that. Have hated on me, but I mean, as you grow and as you uh, put more stuff on on the internet, I think you're you get thicker skin, and that's something they talk about a lot in social media is that once you put yourself out there, you're gonna get the hate, but I mean, that's it's gonna make you stronger and make you want to pursue it more. So mm -hmm. I encourage you to go for it. Mm -hmm. uh, regarding, sorry, regarding fears, I think you always along the way from starting to when you're really successful, you always have gonna have different kinds of fear. And they change. So I think the important thing is to have self-awareness self of what your fear is in that moment to be able to address it and continue with courage. Like, fears, we all have fears. They change, but they're there. I think that's a really important point about facing it. And so, when I first started my business, one of the things I was really afraid of, I, I mean, my whole life really, I, I was afraid of looking stupid. I don't like to look silly. I took myself far too seriously. Like, I'm only starting to have some fun now in the last couple of years. Um, and so part of what got me out of that was deliberately making myself look ridiculous. And so out of the context of my business and out of the context of things that truly, really mattered to me initially, 
was like, I know I suck at basketball, but I don't fear looking like a poor basketball player. So I would deliberately put myself in situations where I knew I would suck, but I was teaching myself, it's okay. People are not going to unfriend me. People are not going to think I'm ridiculous. They're not going to think I'm any less of a person. But being in those situations just gradually got me to feel comfortable in the fact that, so what? And so when the time came where it mattered, and I felt like, oh, I really, like, this is something that's really important that I'm now like, wearing my heart on my sleeve, I'm putting it out there, I had a couple kind of notches in my belt that was like, it's okay, I'll survive this. So if there are things that are not as, um, do not have a direct impact on your art or on your reputation that you can still do to prove to yourself, earn that kind of confidence and trust in yourself that you, you will be okay, that you can get over these moments of rejection, things that don't have, you know, that don't necessarily have such an impact on what matters most, when it does matter, you'll have had those little experiences to feel like, I can get over this, it's not the end of the world. So many amazing tips tonight. This is it's getting it's getting a good uh, getting the evening started well, you know. So uh, wow. Uh, so yeah. So if anyone, um, even those who are listening at home, if ever you feel that you're feeling stuck, you don't know what's your next move or whatnot, uh, there just check out all check out the resources available around you. Uh, there's also a lot of online resources available. Like I said earlier on, uh, Samantha Chris has the group Bossing Up, and it's open to the internet. To the international, it's not only Montreal based. So if you want to even join in and, and ask for a seek for help, there are many support groups available. And also check out what we're doing too, because there's a lot of things we're doing here, much more locally in Montreal that you can uh, uh, attend and, and get the support and help. And I encourage you to start communities like this if there's none around you to helping people around you, because you never know how many people are, are in this situation where they, they they wish they had some sort of group that could come and have a safe space to explore and, and push their ideas and, and see where that will take them. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you very much again, Samantha, for joining us. So thank you, Tiffany, for sharing your story and everyone else who contributed. I hope you all enjoyed. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll listen to us at our next podcast. <laughs> This podcast was recorded in collaborations with Creator HQ. To gain more value, check out their website, creatorhq.org. Creator HQ is a community of content creators located in Montreal and beyond. Join the community. It's free and rewarding.